In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In this period of prayer, of mental prayer, of meditation, we seek to enter into the presence of our Lord, which in a sense is very easy because in Him we live and move and have our being. You, Lord, are closer to us than we are to ourselves, as St. Augustine said. In this sense, prayer is always deeply personal, non-transferable, inalienable between you, Lord, and me. In this prayer, Lord Jesus, I seek to listen to you. I want my soul to be attentive, open, loving. And in this prayer, I also want to speak with you, face to face, heart to heart. So prayer is always personal. And at the same time, it's social. We pray always as individuals, but as members of this family with such deep bonds, which is the Church of God, God's family. As St. Josemaria said, we all need a lot of company, company from heaven and company from earth. And in the opening prayer of our meditation, we invoked the help of Our Lady, St. Joseph and our Guardian Angel. And in fact, Whenever we pray, we are, to use the phrase of the letter to the Hebrews, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. We are praying within the warmth, the company, the presence of a family in communion with the whole church. What a beautiful thing to consider. Our prayer is personal, but it's also always family prayer. And among the children of God, we find the holy angels and archangels, beloved by God, creatures of God, beautiful in their being, in their creation. And as we consider the archangels, at least the three whom we know as named as such from Scripture, Michael and Raphael and Gabriel, we can remember that as Benedict XVI pointed out in a homily as Pope in 2007, he says, all three names of the archangels end with the word El, El, which means God. This is true. Michael, 
Gabriel and Raphael, they all end with the word El, which means God. And the then Holy Father, Benedict, said, God is inscribed in their names, in their nature. Their true nature is existing in his sight and for him. And this actually is essential to the nature of all the angels of whatever rank. We could say the first function of the angels is to give glory to God, to be with God, to be from God, to, to live from God. They are adorers of the Lord. So on this feast of the holy archangels, perhaps we can think firstly of this, which is their first characteristic as creatures of God. They are adorers of God. They stand in the sight of God and their whole being is oriented towards God. And Lord, how much this helps me, how much this helps us in our prayer, because we too are called, all of us, as St. Maria might put it, to be souls of prayer, to be contemplatives in the middle of the world, to be people who seek Christ, find Christ, deal with Christ, fall in love with Christ, and bring Christ everywhere. In that sense, we share this aspect of the nature of the angels and of the archangels. In that sense, we might say God is in the name of each one of us, is in the nature of each one of us, because we're all oriented fundamentally towards God. So maybe in our prayer, we could ask the holy archangels to intercede for us, to help us to be sowers of peace and joy in the world, to help us to be people who, again, to paraphrase Santa Rosa Maria, who open up the divine paths of the earth all around them, people who are adorers of the Lord in the ordinary and through the ordinary. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, help me to adore you. Romano Guardini has a beautiful essay on adoration. Uh, and in it, he makes the point that insofar as the human person adores God, he or she achieves his own inner equilibrium, his own inner perfection. Insofar as we worship God with our being, with our lives, insofar as we adore God like the archangels, we achieve our fullest human and spiritual potential. How wonderful this is because it means that to worship God, to adore God, in no way demeans the human person, but rather raises us up, embellishes all that we have, enhances all that we are. Guardini writes, The person who worships God will never risk losing his balance entirely. Whoever adores God in his heart and mind, and also when the moment arises in actual practice, is being truly protected. He may make many mistakes, he may be deeply bewildered and shaken, but in the last analysis, the order and direction of his life are secure. 
an interesting point. Insofar as you and I become truly adorers of the Lord, we become truly ourselves. Again, Guardini says, we do well to see this clearly and to act, really act, accordingly. Whenever we adore God, something happens within and about us. Things fall into true perspective. Vision sharpens. Much that troubles us writes itself. We distinguish better between the essential and the non-essential, the end and the means, the destination and the way. We discriminate more clearly between good and evil. The deceptions which affect daily life, the falsification of standards, are, to some extent at least, rectified. How wonderful it is that the call to holiness, the call to contemplation, the universal call to adoration, is in fact the source of our happiness, the source of our joy, the source of our true human flourishing and maturing. We can learn this on the Feast of the Holy Archangels, who are adorers of God. Guardini says, God desires our adoration and we need it for our soul's health. So the holy archangels, Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, adore the Lord, and that's their primary function, that's their primary raison d'etre. But precisely because they're close to God, precisely because they're so intimate with God, they're able to help us. And indeed, they help us a lot. Gabriel, whom we know especially from the, the event of Mary's vocation, the Annunciation, he's the one who can inspire us, like Mary, to open up our souls to God, to open up our lives to God, to say with Mary now in our prayer, to tell you, Lord, be it done to me according to your word. Like Mary at the prompting of Gabriel, I would like to let you live and work in and through me. And I know that I will lose nothing, but gain everything by that. Raphael, the archangel associated with healing. We need healing, all of us. And in the intimacy of our prayer, each one of us can hand over to the Lord our wounds, our weaknesses, our fears, our anxieties, our shames, we might say, our regrets, knowing that through the intercession of the Archangel Saint Raphael, all can be made well. Our sight can be restored when we're blind. Harmony can be restored among people, as happened in the case of the intervention of Saint Raphael in Scripture. And then Saint Michael, who defends God's honour against the dragon, and who defends God's people, the people of God, the Church. We appeal to you, Michael, for the unity and growth and holiness of the Church. And we think of St. Maria and the Archangels. We know that the founder of Opus Dei was inspired by God to proclaim the universal call to holiness. We could say the universal call to adoration, to give all the glory to God, especially 
through ordinary secular daily um sometimes just mundane <laughs> repetitive reality that that ordinary prose of every day can through the grace of god and through a spirit of adoration on our part become a heroic verse as it were every aspect of our lives can be adoration and love and perhaps therefore it's not surprising that um, St. Josemaria entrusted the apostolates of Opus Dei in a special way to the care to the intercession of the archangels Michael, Gabriel and Raphael specifically this occurred on Thursday the 6th of October 1932 we notice that's 70 years to the day exactly prior to his canonization. Well, on that day in 1932, St. Josemaria was doing a retreat in the monastery of the Discalced Carmelites in Segovia, in the very chapel where St. John of the Cross, to whom he had a particular devotion, was buried. And while he was doing his prayer there, he was moved or inspired to entrust different aspects of the Apostolate of Opus Dei to the Holy Archangels. Under the patronage of St. Raphael would be the work of Christian formation of young people. What's known as the work of St. Raphael is that broad apostolate carried out by the prelature of Opus Dei all over the place, trying to bring Christ to young people, help young people to seek holiness in and through their daily life. And then to St. Michael the Archangel, he was moved to entrust the work of and with those members of the work who received the vocation to celibacy and who were to sanctify their work and be available for the apostles in different ways. In this case, we're speaking about the numeraries and associates. He placed them in the care of St. Michael under the patronage of St. Michael for their formation, for their, for their holiness. And then the married people who take part in the apostolate of the work, be they supernumeraries or cooperators or others who take part in any way in the apostolate of the work, they're entrusted to the work, uh, to the care of St. Gabriel. And it's not surprising seeing that St. Josemaria was, I suppose, is outstanding in preaching the call to contemplation, to adoration in and through the ordinary things, that ordinary work would become adoration, that marriage would become adoration, that family life would be adoration, recreation and sport, agriculture, technology, culture, um, health, sickness, exercise, scientific research, whatever, all this would be adoration. It's not surprising that he would have that devotion to the archangels who stand before the throne of God, who kneel before the throne of God, in adoration. Finally, in our prayer, we consider how for all of us in the church, the archangels are our great allies. Because it is true, life is a battle, life is a struggle. That's what the book of Job tells us. Man's life on earth is a struggle. Man's life on earth is, is warfare. There is, undoubtedly, we experience it all the time, a battle going on between good and evil. 
Satan, the devil, exists, a reality that Pope Francis often reminds us of. Satan is not simply an image of evil or some kind of symbol. He's a fallen angel, very clever and insidious. That's why we have the help of the good angels and of the archangels. We're not alone. We're not alone in our battle. That can give us great peace because it's true. We live in a state of spiritual warfare, but that doesn't mean we live in a state of anxiety or that we lose our serenity, even if we do suffer at times or if we're disappointed or under pressure. We do have the angels and the archangels always on our side. They're like our older siblings in that sense. And we can think, of course, of the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass and the first part of the Eucharistic prayer, which is called the preface. And that's the variable part of the Eucharistic prayer. Uh, The preface is always a prayer of thanksgiving. It culminates in, you might say, an outburst of joy in the Sanctus, the Holy Holy. And when we say the Sanctus or sing it, I suppose, if possible, it's always appropriate to sing it. It's not always possible to do that. But let's say spiritually, you could say we always sing the Holy Holy in our hearts. The church sings that song because it's a song of joy and of victory. Well, we always sing the Holy Holy in the company of all our heavenly friends, all the angels and the saints and the archangels and the cherubim and the seraphim. We are not alone. We are always surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. We're all called mm, by this vocation Uh, of adoration to orient ourselves to the Lord which in no way diminishes us we could say that the trick of the devil or the deceit of the devil is somehow to try to convince us that by giving ourselves completely to God we stand to lose that we lose out whereas those who truly adore the Lord like the Blessed Virgin Mary like Saint Joseph like the archangels, like so many ordinary men and women down through history who adore the Lord through their ordinary lives, they all teach us that adoration is our vocation, not just in the spiritual sense, but in the human sense. It's the way to true life. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.